the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Manatee High School football is a force of nature. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. Live from Beef O'Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. And now... Here's Dave Bristow and Coach John Booth. Thank you very much and a pleasant good evening, everyone. As we are live here for our inaugural show of the 2015 season, we're at Beef O'Brady's on Cortez Road West. And I want to welcome everyone listening and here at Beef O'Brady's as the Hurricanes travel to Hoover, Alabama, to take on a very, very good team. And unfortunately... um, we came out on the short end of things. Uh, a, a pretty good game, John, uh, and we've got John Booth and James Booth here tonight, uh, the head coach and the offensive coordinator. 42-21 the final. It just seemed like it was one of those games where we fell behind early and then we scratched and clawed, got close, but never could quite get over the hump. Yeah, that's, you know, we, we came out and, and we're – we're flat on on both ends. Um, didn't really get anything going offensively. Um, allowed them to make some big plays, um, you know, with their quarterback. And you know, it just kind of started out flat. Um, and it's and it's hard to come back from uh, you know in a game with a good team like that when you're when you're spotting them 14 points early. And uh, but I, I like how we uh, we did battle back and, and uh, made a couple nice drives. Once we settled into the game, made some nice drives. Um, you know, Reggie started us off with a, with a big catch and run uh, for our first touchdown. But, um, you know, we just had some opportunities that we uh, we didn't capitalize on. Yeah, you're right. I mean, basically it was 14 to nothing right off the bat. The rest of the game we lost by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And that touchdown, I argue, uh, was that long touchdown pass that was a tip ball. Right. I thought our defender, Sir Williams, was in good shape there. I mean, it's just one of those things. Well, yeah, and, and uh, he had an opportunity in the series prior to that for another interception, and, and we missed it. And uh, But, you know, Sir was in position. He had a nice break on the ball. Uh, but, again, an opportunity that we didn't finish. Um, you know, and you, and you look at the, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. We, you know, we, we had an opportunity there to prevent them from scoring. Uh, we had Reggie up the sideline um, late in the first half that, uh, that we missed. Um, you know, and, and you look at those types of things, you put them together, it could have very easily been a 21-21 game going into the half. Um, you know, it changes the whole complexity of, of, of the second half. And you play a team like Hoover, and you, you have to play maybe not perfect, but pretty darn close to it. Well, you do. Anytime you're, you're playing a, a, a great opponent like that, you can't you can't make mistakes and uh, and expect to uh, to be able to bounce back. And, um you know, I, I thought we did a nice job of protecting the football. Uh, we had three turnovers against Largo in the kickoff classic, so it was nice. Uh, it was mm-hmm. nice to see us. Um, you know, we we made a point of emphasis on, on during the week of practice of, of ball security. I thought we did a nice job with that. 
Um, but we, you know, ultimately we didn't finish drives and uh, you know turn the ball over that way by punting it to them. And I thought another thing was we couldn't seem to get in sync on both sides of the ball at the same time. Yep. For a while, the offense, man, they, they came alive. Then the defense came alive and got the ball back for the offense, but then the offense sputtered. So we never could quite get both offensively and defensively going at the same time. Well, and that's what we, we said coming out at, you know, at a halftime. We needed to get a stop and put a nice drive together right. to kind of get things going. Uh, and defense did that. Um, you know, we didn't. I don't. If I remember correctly, I don't think they had any punts in the first half. And, mm-hmm. and defensively, we came out and, and uh, ended up forcing two to three punts in the second half early, um, and, and we just couldn't get things going offensively until until later in the second half. We'll bring in uh, James Booth. James, welcome. Uh, you were scheming against a pretty darn good defense. Uh, and number fifty is headed to Florida. He looks pretty good. <laughs> I'd take a few of those. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it, it seemed like, again, it, it took a little bit, but then everything started clicking. I thought A.J. had a nice game. Reggie Carter, tremendous game. Uh, I, I'm not sure necessarily the holes were there like you would have wanted them to be there. Yeah. I, at first, it was really just having our guys settle down. I mean, this was, you know, we have a receiver who's a sophomore, never been in the big stage, another receiver who didn't travel with us to Georgia. And so this was a big opportunity, big stage, and I think it got to him a little bit. But then we settled down and we made some – Reggie made a great catch and and run, and uh, Lorenz was able to get around the outside and and get us in the end zone. And at that point it was 21-14, and and we were right there to to, uh, go into halftime with the tie ball game. And – it just took a little bit to settle down and get going, and I think once we did, A.J. was able to hit some receivers. Uh, pass protection was pretty good pretty much throughout the whole game, uh, and, and we just you know couldn't make the big plays when we needed to. Yeah, I thought pass protection was probably a little better than, than run blocking, um, right. and, and it's something I guess you just have to look at during the game, and if that's the case, you're going to have to throw the ball more. We're going to have to throw, and, and we saw on film that Hoover had great pad level uh, on the interior uh, their their stand-up end going to Florida was uh, pretty quick off the edge. They closed things down and, and really just try to force you to bounce it to the outside. And anything interior that we try to run uh, really wasn't there. And uh, and it did open our passing game up. And, and Reggie, who uh, really came on strong for us, I mean, he was – he was our outside guy that we moved to slot, and then we moved him due to injury to the single receiver, and he kind of bounced around through uh, the first couple weeks. And and we knew he had great uh, ability. He's, you know, testing out well in the weight room and, and catching the ball well, and it was good to see him kind of really step on the scene. Well, outside of the final score, uh, I thought it was, you know, really a nice facility to play in. Uh, we were we were treated very nice. Uh, the radio and video streaming were went smooth and everything and uh, john what were your overall thoughts on the trip itself not not the game necessarily right. but everything else well i thought it was a great experience i think it was it was a great opportunity for our kids to to get into a uh, you know a hostile environment and, and i don't mean that in a negative way i thought like like you mentioned we we were treated very well their administration was great from from start to finish but it was a uh, it was a loud environment the uh student section was was uh 
was you know was in it all night and and uh you know just a big stadium and and uh a big game and and so it was a it was a good experience and i think a great test for us you know as you look back on it and, and kind of see where we are uh, you know in, in the, at this point in the season so i think it's going to prepare our kids um you know i i liked what i was hearing after the game uh from our kids um you know how how they're going to learn from this how they're going to grow from this and, and the next step forward um in our preparation as we get ready you know for the rest of the season because this friday uh it's you know it, listen the old cliche is not going to get any easier well i'm sorry it will be a little bit easier because not, no disrespect to Palmetto. They've got a very, very good football team. Hoover, I don't know that we will see a better team this year. I don't, I don't know. We might later on, but well, I don't think get, we will right away. As you get into postseason, I mean, they're, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're one of the best in the country. Right. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, it, and that's why you want to play um, that caliber of a team early see where you're at for one, but then it prepares our guys. And, um, you know, and, and we have to practice faster. You know, you have to you have to play physical, and it forces you to do you know a lot of things to uh, you know to play at, at a high level and, and win those games. But Palmetto is very very good. They went down to Fort Myers, and we're going to talk much more about Palmetto in the second half. But just to let everybody know, they went down to Fort Myers and beat a very good Green Wave team. That's not easy to do to win on the road down there. So they've got some Division One players, namely their quarterback Jack Allison. We have to go over there. Uh, another hostile environment. Uh, these first three games, we thought we had it bad last year, but uh, <laughs> it's it's tough again this year. Well, and that's what I told the kids as we finished our, our two-week camp period and, and getting ready to go into the kickoff classic. Um, there, there is no easy week. You know, we've got three tough opponents that are non-district opponents. Week four, we start district play. And, of course, those are all must-win games as they are and then we then we cap it off with southeast at the end of the season but um you know there there's no week off um with our schedule and we're going to talk a lot this first show about our schedule we're going to talk about the new district and much much more but again i want to reiterate our offensive player of the game reggie carter had a great game uh, over 130 yards receiving our defensive player uh jacob main who was a starter on jv and I knew when I saw him last year out JV, I said, hey, you know, this, this kid's pretty good. Yeah. And he stepped into a starting role. He stepped role in a starting you. role and had a nice spring game, had an interception return for a touchdown in the spring. Uh, he's done a really nice job for us. So that's what we have tonight. We'll get with those players as we move on. But let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the game. Um, we had the opportunity on Cavius with uh, what was going to be a, an option pass mm-hmm. and uh, had Reggie. But man, you could tell uh, it had start. I think it started raining at that point, yeah. and he just couldn't get the ball up. Well, he, and he also he didn't. He thought he thought Reggie was covered, and so he didn't get a good look at him. And and you know it. it unfortunately, it's one of those things that just kind of happens. You you, <laughs> you hope it doesn't, but um, you know it was. You know we talk about missed opportunities. It was an opportunity we missed. I mean Reggie was behind the defense the, the defenders, fifteen twenty yards maybe. Yeah, and. For those of you who haven't seen Cavius play um, his entire career, he can throw the football. Make yeah. no mistake about Absolutely. that. And that's one of the things that I'm sure we're going to work offensively on, James, as we move forward. Uh, when Cavius is in there in the Wildcat, I'm sure we're going to see him uh, throw the ball a little bit. Yeah, he can throw he's the got ball. the opportunity. Uh, he hasn't had the opportunity to throw it yet, but he's definitely got the ability to do it. We've been working it in practice and – 
and uh, you know hopefully as the season progresses we can use it and it gives us a little bit more balance as well you know when we were in the wildcat last year with uh with johnny it, it you know it, it it was predominantly a run offense for us and so this gives us a little bit more balance to where we can still spread the ball out on the perimeter it seems like they were able to um be wherever cavius was uh guys i mean um he had such a dynamic uh, spring game and then uh, the first game against largo uh what did they do to kind of offset what what we were doing with cavius and you know because it looked like they were a lot of it was uh trying to bracket him with the linebacker and the safety over the top and and uh, bubble screen is a a big part of our offense more so of our run game and and it's got to be available and a lot of times they're blitzing off the edge and walking the safety down trying to take it away you know, I thought we had opportunity to still throw it, um, which is what we talked to A.J. about. And, and uh, if they take that away, uh, really, it really uh, hurts our run game with that. And then as far as the pass game is, they try to keep the safety over the top, and they did a really good job of doing that and uh, kind of just limited to him. But it left our single side one-on-one, which opened the door for Reggie to have a big game. Yeah, Reggie had a big game. I think that, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that that's a big part really of the run game because it is when you just swing it out to kp right. basically it's like a toss sweep right they try to load the box and and stop our run i mean it's it's built into it just to create the you know having them to guard the whole field we have uh, just a couple more minutes left in this segment and i know it's been an adjustment for you as the offensive coordinator you know because you find out you're probably not going to have a johnny lang who I don't know. Last year, eighty percent of the offense, maybe. I, I, Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just just yeah. a just a, a wild figure there. But I would think it's, that's pretty close. And it's been it's been uh, kind of the motto that we're the next guy's got to come up. I mean, who's going to fill that role? And I don't think you necessarily fill it with somebody to the caliber of him, but somebody's got to step step up. And I think Lorenz Allen's done a great job so far. Uh, really working hard. Uh, and he was kind of hesitant going into it. Right. You know, he's not, he's not the biggest guy, but uh, he's played running back before, and, and he's doing really far better than I thought he was going to be doing. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll start turning our attention to the Palmetto Tigers. We'll also have our offensive and defensive players of the game. We'll have them uh, for an interview. We'll have that and much, much more when we return. We're live at Beef O'Brady's. Before you buy, give Conley a try. Are you looking for a great price on a new GMC, Buick, or Subaru? Conley in Bradenton. Need a reliable used vehicle you can afford? Conley in Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it. Conley in Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandfather started our dealership over 47 years ago, we've been proud to be a part of this community. So, for your family's next vehicle, come see our family. Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC Subaru. Where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Homes and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor of over 35 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end, depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. 
comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at CostantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. C1 Bank is proud to support the Manatee Hurricanes. C1 Bank is a true community bank. Clients first, community first. Whether it's your personal account or business account, C1 Bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs. C1 Bank has 28 banking centers from the greater Tampa Bay area to southwest Florida, including three locations in Manatee County. For more information, visit C1Bank.com and go Canes! As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria. The Beach House in Bradenton Beach. And the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longboat Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes in the sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 northbound, some minor delays as you make your way across Manatee River Bridge. This update brought to you by Sweet Tomatoes Restaurants. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge. It is a smooth ride across the Manatee River. 301-41, looking pretty good between Bradenton and Sarasota. State Road 64, westbound crash at Rye Road. Has traffic a little slow there. University Parkway's trouble-free. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, and Clark Road's all in good shape. How fresh is sweet tomatoes produce? Let's just say within 24 hours of being in the ground, it's out of a refrigerated truck on its way to the restaurant. Sweet tomatoes food, fresh from the farm to your fork, made from scratch every day. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beef O'Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton, with Dave Bristow and Manatee Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now at 877-969-8600. And now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. Thank you very much. Welcome back, everyone, to Beef O'Brady's. It's our first Hurricane Hotline of the 2015 season. The Hurricanes coming off uh, a road loss to Hoover on Friday night. This Friday, we'll be on the road at Palmetto, a little bit shorter trip just over the river. And we're going to close the book on Hoover. And uh, before we do that, let me give you some statistics from the Hoover game. If you didn't hear about those, A.J. Cola Giovanni 
was 16 for 2,784 yards and a touchdown. And uh, we actually have that touchdown uh, to uh, Reggie Carter. Reggie Carter, our offensive player of the game. And Reggie Carter, seven catches for 136 yards. That includes a touchdown. And let's hear that touchdown now. Cola Giovanni to Carter. Cola Giovanni, a quick throw for the catch to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. It's a touchdown, Reggie Carter. Yeah, that was an explosive play. And uh, what better way to bring in? We have him here live, Reggie Carter and Gene Brown. All right, thank you, Dave. Uh, nice smile on your face, Reggie, and congratulations on doing a great job. Uh, Tell us about that play, what you, what happened when you got the ball. Um, all right, okay. Saw the, uh, the defender, he was blitzing, so I had a hot route. So I had a quick route, catch the ball, um, turned up field, ran as fast as I can. All right, well, obviously, it, it, A.J. got you the ball pretty quick, and uh, you had seven catches. So, you know, I mean, during the game, how did you think Hoover adjusted to you, or how did we adjust to them? Well, um, once I started doing my seven routes, they started. They switched to um, P.J. Hall, their best um, defender. They switched from him to um, number 29. And um, after that, they started pressing me, showing press, but then they would back off. And so that gave me enough time to do my routes and get open. I know uh, most teams are going to try to, to shut down our run game and make, make the receivers and A.J. kind of forced to, to pass the ball. Is that something that you think we're going to be ready for as we go on in the season? Oh, yes, sir. Most definitely. We're going to be ready for everything, anything. Well, congratulations, and we need at least seven or eight catches this week. <laughs> I got you. I'll do my best. <laughs> Reggie Carter with a great game, ladies and gentlemen. Because he had such a great game, let's have another Reggie Carter play. This was a big third down conversion. Cola Giovanni to Carter. Ball is on the near side hash mark. Kane's driving right to left. A.J. is scrambling to the right, looking, looking. He will fire down to an open receiver. It's caught at the 45 to the 40-yard line of Hoover to the 39-yard line. A beautiful throw and catch as Reggie Carter caught it, and he got big yardage on that play. Wow. Yeah, that was a huge third down conversion for the Canes. And um, you know what, John? You have to be happy with uh, the offense, not overall, but, you know, in in certain areas of the game, they really responded. Well, they did, and and I thought thought A.J. did a great job of of taking what was given to him. Um, You know, it it was no surprise that, uh, you know, Cavius – was our was our playmaker from from Largo week and the, the game film that uh, that Hoover watched? That's you know they saw he was he was the guy and so you know what do you try to do? You try to bracket him. You try to take him out of the game, and so you need other guys to step in. And and uh, I thought AJ did a nice job not trying to force him the ball, but allowing opportunities for other guys to make plays. And and Reggie responded. He made he made some great catches and and uh, ran some nice routes. Got himself open. And, uh, you know, A.J. threw the ball really well Friday night. And, and, James, the reason I say not pleased overall, because obviously it's a loss, so you can, you know, you, you, you have to take that into account. But, uh, you know, sporadically I thought the offense played well. It's just, you know, now the 
I guess the thing is, put a whole game together. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from the, the passing aspect of our of our game, I thought it went really well. I mean, we need to sustain blocks a little bit better. Uh, pad level needs to be a little bit better up front. Uh, but pass protection pretty much all night was was pretty good. I mean, we had really one sack where we blew an assignment. And, you know, outside of that, I thought we got the ball away uh, on time. Uh, we ran good routes, uh, and we and we caught the ball. We have our defensive player of the game, Jacob Main. Before we hear from Jacob uh, Ace back at the studio, we're going to go with our defensive uh, play here. That will be cut number four. This is a big fourth down stop by the defense. Well, this is a huge play with 3.52 to go in the first half. Fourth down and 10 from their own 33-yard line. They're kind of in no man's land here. They just don't feel like their kicker quite has the range for a 50-yarder. Vaccarella takes the snap. Here come the Canes. Vaccarella, the ball is tipped, and it's incomplete. That's good we didn't pick it off, really. Yeah, because we would have picked it off. Um, you know, some of us in the radio booth thought that we might be able to return it, but, uh, you know, if, if you pick it off, obviously, on when you turn it over on downs, you get it right there. So right. that was a huge play. Now, unfortunately... A few plays later is when they got it back and got that kind of lucky tip. <laughs> yeah. But that was a big play right there. Yes, it was. All right, so we'll go out to uh, Gene and our defensive player of the game. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Jacob, congratulations and, and being here tonight. Um, how did the – when the game started out, it seems like they were kind of punching us in our mouth. And what did we do to adjust to kind of slow them down a little bit there at times? Uh, we came off the ball flat at the start. But then we started recognizing what plays they were running and how they ran them. So it was really just a recognition type deal. All right. We Obviously, we played Largo the week before and had some good luck almost shutting them out on a given one touchdown. What was the difference with Hoover? I mean, obviously, they're a good team. Um, do you think the travel affected us any, or was it just the, the way the team came out and we came out flat? They really ran a... A unique offense. Um, before they hiked the ball, it was always a a check with the coach, and so we could disguise as well as we usually do against Largo. And we uh, that's about it. All right, we come out this week against, of course, crosstown rival Palmetto, and some of the things you know going through it. Um, obviously, I don't know if any team we face all year is going to be as good as Hoover. But we've still got to play at our level and, and, and grow from it. What's the defense done so far this week to try to, to be a little bit more fired up right out of the gate? Well, Palmetto's always been a big rivalry for us. And that off the start always is a, is a – we get fired up real quick from it. And uh, we've had a few players transfer over there. And they're also talking about beating us. So, therefore, we're going to come out and put them in the ground. <laughs> All right, be fired up right away. I like that. I like that. Uh, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll close on that. Uh, Jacob Main, uh, defensive player of the game. Congratulations. Yeah, let's uh, you know let's hit on that because uh, when you have a, a crosstown rivalry like this, and um, you know a couple of your players have gone over there, uh, that does fire your team up a little, doesn't it, John? Absolutely. Our, our, you know our kids are ready to go. It's. Um, you know, it, it's all the cliches. You throw the records out out the window. I mean, it's a it's a it's a one game season right now, and, and um, you know, it's always physical. It's always 
chippy. There's you know words in between plays, and, and it's just you know just like any other rivalry. So uh, it, it should be it should be an exciting night. Now, um, as far as their offense goes, it kind of goes around their quarterback, Jack Allison. Uh, Octavius James, I assume, will play. I don't think he played last week, right? He hasn't played in, in their first two games. So he's nursing a bad ankle. He may not play, but the guy that they put in for him, a uh, transfer from I'm not sure where, Funk. Yeah, he's, Isaiah, Isaiah Funk, Funk, I believe it is. Yeah. State, he's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he's looked really good. I mean, he's had three three touchdowns in their kickoff classic, had three touchdowns last week against Fort Myers and um, you know, he's a he's a he's not overly huge, but he's a tough runner. Um, he's physically breaks tackles. We're going to make sure that we wrap up and um, you know, not try to hit with shoulders. We got to bring our hands and, and wrap up and and uh, you know, just make sure we execute and see our keys and, and all that. And put pressure on Jack Allison. I mean, you cannot let him, a Division One, commit to Miami. Sit back there in the pocket. You just we, we can't do that. No, absolutely not. He's 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 too good to just sit back there and, and be comfortable. Um, we've got to make him uncomfortable. We've got to get him moving. Um, you know, I think uh, if he's able to sit in the pocket. Uh, he'll pick you apart, and uh, you know it doesn't matter who you are. And so we've got to get him moving. We got to get him uncomfortable, and that's where you kind of throw off his rhythm. That's why football, especially high school, it's a fun game because you've got Allison, a great quarterback, headed to Miami, four-star, all the recruiting accolades. Then you got this kid we played last week. Don't know if he's who he's being recruited by. Just uh, buck fifty, soaking mm-hmm. wet, five ten. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm not sure He's I would trade too. him for it, oh, any quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he, he can run. He can throw. Mm-hmm. James, what did you think of that young man? He's, he's very good. You know, looking at it, going in, I said, there's no way. I think he's 5'8". I don't even think yeah. he's 5'10". And, and I guess they give him probably a couple yeah. on that There's roster. no way yeah. that this guy is going to be able to do anything against how, you know, we can blitz and all that kind of stuff. But I tell you what, he got the ball away quick. You know, I've always said you got to know where you're going with the football before it's hyped because our defense is going to come at you, and and he did, and he he knew where to go. He got it away quick. He ran a little zone read. Uh, we over pursued, and he was able to take it. He's got enough speed. He's got enough arm strength. I think he played baseball for him as well. And uh, he's a tough kid. He's too. a tough player. He stood in the pocket well, and she can't ask for anything. You know who more. he reminded me of? Grant Flessner from Venice. Uh, it's been three, four years ago. He was outstanding. I think he ended up going maybe to FAU. He ended up going D1, mm-hmm. Flesner did. But he really reminded me of Grant Flesner. Not a real highly recruited kid, but he was a D1 kid. Yep. And he ran around and he made plays. Yep. And that's what this kid did. Hell yeah. But it, it, it's going to be opposite uh, right. Friday night, right? Yeah, dual threat quarterbacks always <laughs> you know, pose a, a, a difficult uh, problem as you're pre- as you're preparing for the week and and certainly that's what he was and and so you know it, we we have our own set of challenges this week with uh with allison um you know and certainly a big arm and and like i said if he if he if he's comfortable he's able to get his feet set um he he can do some damage in the past game if you want to give us a call tonight we're midway through our show nine five five zero nine thirty the local number to call that's a nine four one area code nine five five zero 9.30. We've got head coach John Booth, offensive coordinator James Booth. We're talking Palmetto Manatee, Friday night. Bright House Sports Game of the Week. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy, coming off uh, the road trip, uh, go across the river. Man, I, I just can't wait. And I know you guys can't wait because, you know, there's something about that when you 
you get that loss, man, you want to play the next ready day. Right? That's, yeah, that's what we said, you know, on Monday. It's like, can we just flash forward to, to, to Friday? We're ready to go, and, and certainly our kids are as well. Yeah, and uh, I think it's going to be one of those games where um, it, it's absolutely going to be packed mm-hmm. uh, because I, I really think Palmetto thinks this is their year. You know, they're playing well right now, and mm-hmm. I just got a feeling they, they think, okay, if we're going to beat Manatee, this this could be it. Yeah, and I think that was the talk all off season, and, and they really are excited about playing us. I think I read since 2004 was the last time Paul Meadows beat us. Yes, uh, and that's you know that's a long time to wait. And they're ready to go. They're ready to play against us. They always play hard, and, and it's going to be physical, especially at their place as well. Mm-hmm. It'll be uh, it'll be crazy over there. Now, our first trivia question of the night. Um, if anybody read the paper today. Um, it was mentioned, but it's unbelievable the run that the Manatee Hurricanes have been on the last few years. I want to know the last time that Manatee lost a regular season game, a regular season game to a team from the state of Florida. Okay, not the playoffs, not for somebody from Maryland or whomever, a regular season game on the field. When was the last time they lost and to who? And to who? It, it's been a while. I'll tell you that right now. It has been a while. So if you know, raise your hand, and uh, we'll get to you. Sue Sweat thinks she knows. All right. Jean, you all right there? <laughs> Good. Hi, Sue. Hi, Jean. Jean, I believe it was Venice. It was in the paper this morning. Yes, it was Venice. I'm glad you read the paper. Uh, would you? How about a year, Sue? Well, that's okay. I'm going to give you credit for this. All right, uh, good job. Anybody, you know the year, Mr. Gallo? I know something more than that. Ooh. <laughs> they actually didn't beat us that because they had to forfeit the game because they had an ineligible player. Right. And I think it was nine years ago. It was actually 2009. They had well, they, I meant 2009. Right. And they forfeited. <laughs> they beat us at eight and nine. But on the field, they beat us at nine. I mean, the heck with this forfeit yeah, but stuff. Also, in nine, we came back and beat them at their home in the playoffs right. and went to the state championship game, but didn't win that game, which, not that it means much to me, but we'll move on from there. Yeah, but, I, I mean, that's, guys, that's that's remarkable that, you know, that we have gone that long uh, beating in-state opponents. It's really a, a, a true testament to the program. Absolutely, to the kids and their efforts and hard work and preparation. And we certainly don't want to, you know, that to change uh, Friday night. Now, if you look at their defense, uh, James, that's what you're going to be attacking as the offensive coordinator. What are the same, some of the things that they do that concern you? Uh, up front, really, uh, is kind of the big concern. Uh, going from Hoover, we've been preaching physicality, uh, pad level, uh, making sure that we sustain our blocks and, and open some holes that we can get our running game going. They they have a couple interior guys that, that pose a, a threat. They're quick off the ball. I think their, their DNs are long. Uh, and, and they, they close down really well. And, and uh, so if we can sustain up front uh, and, and move them, uh, move the line of scrimmage, I think we'll be okay. All right. That'll be Friday night across the river, Manatee Palmetto. We're going to talk more about that game. But first, we'll take a timeout. You're listening to Hurricane Hotline live from Beef O'Brady's. 
Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Perkins Automotive Group is your low-price leader. Perkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Perkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Perkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Perkins.com. We purchased a king mattress set and two twin sets from the mattress store. Mark, the store owner, offers a 90-day exchange policy, and a couple of months later, the king bed started to squeak. After we called Mark, he immediately sent a crew out to replace the box spring. No questions asked, and no more squeak. We'll be back to the mattress store, simply because they stand by their products. This is Mark, owner of The Mattress Store. The Mattress Store in Sarasota, on the trail, quarter mile south of Stickney Point. M&L Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. M&L features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. M&L understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. M&L Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at mlcabinets.com. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75 is moving well through Sarasota and Manatee Counties. This update brought to you by the Freedom Boat Club, DeSoto Bridge. Trouble-free ride across the Manatee River, 301 and 41. They are both looking good between Bradenton and Sarasota State. from Beef O'Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton with Dave Bristow and Manatee Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now at 877-969-8600. And now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. Welcome back to the show, everyone, on this uh, nice Tuesday evening. Well, I thought... We were going to be battling uh, all sorts of stuff uh, with a tropical storm and everything, and that thing just fizzled out, and uh, really pretty nice evening. We were preparing for uh, some indoor in the gym practices all week, but fortunately we uh, really got a little bit of a sprinkle this afternoon, but it's been it's been nice. I guess we got to start uh, on that indoor practice facility. There we you. go. <laughs> 
man. I gotta, we'll talk to Mr. Gallo. I got to look at uh, Florida's. Uh, they had the virtual tour of it, and I've driven by it a bunch of times delivering the girls up there uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, man, it's amazing. They put that thing up in a matter of months. I was going to say, really quick. And it is nice. Yeah. It is really nice and much needed. You know? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. The fact that everybody's got them is the number one reason you need them. But yep. uh, just practicality in the state of Florida, yep. it's very difficult. Um, let's uh, let's look at the schedule, John. Uh, you know, we uh, we opened up on the road, of course, with Hoover, then Palmetto Friday night, then we – we come home for the regular season opener against a very, very talented uh, Tallahassee Lincoln team. Yeah, they uh, they they haven't won yet, but the, the teams they've played the first two games in the Classic and in, in Week One have been pretty pretty tough. Um, but uh, they got a quarterback that's throwing for two thirty a game right now um, between the, the the Classic and this in Week One, and, and so they they they'll sling the ball around a little bit. And traditionally, they're very very talented. Yeah, they've got some athletic kids. Then we start district play on September 18th against Tampa Alonzo away. Quite frankly, I don't know much about Alonzo, but I did read a story in the paper today where they got a little controversy going on up there. They've lost uh, a couple of their players. Uh, they got uh, they wanted to maybe go somewhere else, and somebody got wind of it. So I guess they things got a little nasty. They had some they had some transfer issues. Yeah. They had a quarterback who's a USF commit. Um, ended up transferring to another school up there, Sickles High School, yeah. and, and uh, who they ended up playing last week, and and uh, and Alonzo ended up losing to to them. And uh, then we play Steinbrenner away, so our first two district games away mm-hmm. in Tampa, and then uh, Palm Harbor at home. We're familiar with Palm Harbor because they were in their district. And last Palm year. Harbor's coming off of a win against East Lake this past week. And that's a huge. Win. That's a huge. big, big. That's, win a, that's for just them. A, one of the bigger upsets that you'll probably one of the know. biggest shockers uh, from. From this season, I bet that I mean, you know, they they had one win last year, and of course, Eastlake was a was a, a playoff team, as you know, and they've been for the last several years. But uh, yeah, a lot of people were surprised by that one. And Eastlake's coach, I believe it's Coach Hudson, mm-hmm. was going to leave, and then he decided to come back, right. mm-hmm. so he's still there. And Palm Harbor, who used to be a playoff team, and then they kind of hit the skids. Well, maybe they're back now. Yep. Uh, then after Palm Harbor, we take on. The first of the Riverview teams, Sarasota Riverview away, then Hillsborough Riverview home, and then uh, we wrap it up the district schedule against Newsom at home and in the Southeast Seminoles. So a very good schedule, an unknown schedule mm-hmm. to a lot of people down here, but to you, being a former coach up in Hillsborough mm-hmm. County, you are familiar with some of these programs. Yeah, Alonzo was in our district up there, and, and uh, Newsom and Riverview um, had a lot of games against them. Uh, in fact, played we, you know, coached against uh, all of those schools, so familiar with them and, and, and their their coaches up there and kind of what they do. Does that help? It's got to help, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. It gives us an idea of, of what they do, what you know, uh, their you know their style of play, and and uh, what they've been able to do in the past. Yeah. I didn't see any real shockers uh, outside of the game we just mentioned, uh, East Lake and Palm Harbor. I guess Booker beating Riverview, that, that was a surprise. That yeah, was a that game that a lot went, of people, I think. went into – did it go into overtime or the final play of the game? Or? It, it was an overtime. Yeah, and uh, Booker knocked off Riverview. Um, other than that, I, I didn't see any big shockers. Did you guys? Mm-mm. High school football? Um, it'll start cranking up in the next couple of weeks. I think, uh, obviously, the marquee game Friday night – is Manatee Palmetto. It's the yep. uh, Bright House game of the week, yep. and uh, that's what everybody wants to see. 
Now, we've got about uh, 10, 12 minutes left in the show. Uh, I want you guys just to uh, give us a little bit on your background again because you guys are still kind of newcomers and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, for people that are just tuning in maybe for the – for the first or second time. First, uh, John, uh, we'll start with you and then James. Just talk about your background because you guys basically have a little bit of the same background, right? Yeah. Uh, both played at Manatee High School, graduated in 2000, uh, went out to uh, suburb of Kansas City, Mid-American Nazarene University, who uh, just won 80 to 14, I think, this past Saturday. Close game. Uh, close game. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, preseason ranked number eight in the country, so real proud of what awesome. they're doing. But I uh, went there and played for four years and, and um, had an opportunity to sign with Kansas City Chiefs and was there for um, two years, was allocated to NFL Europe, was played for uh, the Amsterdam Admirals. Uh, we won the World Bowl out there uh, and then finished my career with the uh, Kansas City Brigade in the Arena League. Uh, then ended up co coaching a couple years at Mid-America before I moved back to, to Florida and uh, when I moved back, I was hired as the head coach at Bloomingdale High School and was there for five years. And, um, and then after uh, going into, you know, that my, my sixth season there, uh, was hired here at Manatee um, uh, late summer. Um, in July, early July, and um, have been here. This yeah, my it's been a year. whirlwind since. It's been a whirlwind since. Uh, James, uh, just take us through your career. Yeah, I mean, similar to John, I, I you know, played at Manatee, went to him, with him to uh, Mid-America. Uh, I ended up tearing my knee going into the summer of our senior year, so I redshirted my senior year and played a fifth year. And uh, after Mid-America, I coached one football season and was going to go play football in Alabama, uh, was medically uh, discharged from them. Uh, and then came down here to just on a whim to visit family and, and coached at Palmetto for three years with uh, with Ray Woody. Uh, and then the third year, he went up to uh, Western Kentucky. And then John just got the job at Bloomingdale and said, hey, you want to come coach with me? And I went up there and was with him. And uh, Ray Woody now at USF. Mm -hmm. And um, you, obviously that gives you a good relationship with USF. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, that's nice. And uh, Ray Woody's been uh, just a all-around good guy for this for this area. And I dealt with him a lot when we were doing the uh, Police Athletic League Pal Bowl. And uh, just a good guy. Now, positions: uh, receiver, receiver, and quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. And uh, then you moved to receiver, right? Then I was switched to receiver. It's funny, kind of how that worked out. I went there as a uh, went to work out with Kansas City, um, and the. Uh, quarterbacks coach was running late to the workout so they said all right we'll just have you work with receivers for this tryout and uh, then when he, when he gets here then you can go uh, throw quarterback and uh, ran a few routes and they said I think we're just going to kind of leave you there and then it kind of just progressed as a tryout after a tryout they brought me in for rookie camp where they had all the draft picks come in and, and then they signed some free agent uh, guys that uh, we all came in for rookie camp and then they made cuts from there to go to OTAs, and then after OTAs, they made cuts to go to training camp, and, and so it kind of, kind of worked worked way through the whole off season as as, a, as essentially a tryout. So you you went to a kind of an open tryout, is that? Well, it was it wasn't an open tryout. It was a it was an invite for kind of the Midwest region. We had um, guys from KU, K State, okay. Iowa, Iowa State, and that uh, Colorado, CSU, and in that area, that Midwest area. And uh, we probably had, 
I'd say maybe 40 or 50 guys there at the at the workout. So they did all the the measurables that you would do at the combine, the height and the weight, hand size, and then they then they did all the field testing, the 40 short shuttle, vertical, and all that kind of stuff. Now let me ask you this, because I've never asked you this before: How many of those people went as far as you did? None. I was the only one yeah, that signed. I, I, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's kind of like that uh, the movie they made a few years ago with the receiver that uh, made it with the Eagles. Invincible. Yeah. Invincible, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That was a great movie. Yeah. (laughs) That was a great movie. All right, we've got a few minutes left uh, in our show. If you want to give us a call, you can, 955-0930. We'll get back on Palmetto right now. Um, Coach Marino's done a good job Mm -hmm. over there. Uh, Do you sense that uh, now we, we still got the rivalry going with Southeast, but Southeast has been down the last few years. It's kind of manatee palmetto right now wouldn't you say i think it yeah i think it has kind of shifted that direction and and uh you know a lot of our kids they they at manatee have grown up with the kids at palmetto and and um you know they they know each other from from little league and so this is you know this is kind of a bragging rights game and and uh you know it's they're, they're you know, neighborhood buddies and and i think so i think it has really shifted to uh to these two schools and James coaching over there—that's uh, that's something else thrown in. Yeah, into I mean, it. I think I think Ray did a, a really good job of, of bringing that community back um, and, and bringing bringing a lot of the players to want to stay there and, and play at Palmetto and and uh, you know he did he did a good job playing there and then just keeping uh, a lot of the kids there and then you know being there the coach Joiner's still there coach Jackson's still there Marino was there my last year and uh, just the. The coaches sticking around, I think, was big for, for them to, to kind of succeed. And what you have around the county is, and, and it's inevitable because a lot of people, they, they want to coach. And so you've got graduates of different schools coaching mm-hmm. at different schools. And we've got a couple over there, yep. uh, Keith McMahon, Robbie Stevenson, they're on the yep. staff over there. And we've got uh, Breon Carnes mm-hmm. on the staff at St. Stephen's and uh, – we have a Cody Hughes on mm-hmm. our staff, and he's Lakewood Ranch. Right. So it's inevitable, though. It's going to happen. There's just so many slots you have to fill. Yeah. So that makes it interesting. But, we, you know, we've got a great relationship, I think, with James coaching with those guys. I've gotten a chance to, to get to know them, you know, on a personal level as well. And, and uh, you know, just just great guys, great coaches, and, and just have a lot of respect for, for them. Now, it's going to be important guys to to get out early in this game because we saw what happened in hoover you know we fell down early and man it was just hard to get back in it and and we're gonna have the same hostile crowd and everything so i'm sure you've stressed that yeah and that's 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 exactly what we stressed uh in our meetings with with both sides of the ball it's you know as as you get into these big games and and these hostile environments it's important that you kind of settle yourself early not get too two up you know and you're excited you get the butterflies and that's just kind of natural but you've got to be able to control that to where you can see your keys and understand your reads and and not you know basically not overdo it and uh that you can go out and and uh you know execute that uh, the way that we're capable of doing all right we're going to go out and uh, see if we got any questions out in the crowd gene brown yeah i'm out here with mr gallo he's always got to start out the first uh question of the year here at Beefo Brady's and I'm sure it's going to be an exciting one so get ready. Well I don't know how exciting it's going to be and I don't even know if it's going to be a question <clears throat> but I do want to make some comments. Uh, first of all about this past Friday night which is total history for this for this football team and what these kids need to understand is that you learn from that game 
and the season starts Friday night mm -hmm. uh, with a rival game. So that's the game you want to win. From then on, it'll be free riding. Two comments more. I, I was tickled to death, uh, the Largo game, to see the misdirection plays that you ran back in my days. We mm -hmm. called it a crossbutt. <laughs> and I saw it very quickly, and I almost fell out of stands. I was so excited. But I want you to make me happy this year, and I want you to be, promise me that you'll run at stop and go. And when you score that touchdown, I want you to look up there and point that finger at me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what finger? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this finger. Yeah, not the middle finger. Not the middle finger. Good luck, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Gallo. Well, I mean, the whole uh, key to, to the old stop and go is you got to have the time. Right? Yeah, and yeah, you got to have the protection. And, and uh, you know, like I said, like, like Jane said earlier, you know, I thought our pass pro was really, really good Friday night, um, you know, all, all game. And so we've got to continue to do that. And just, you know, and that's something we challenge our offensive line is being physical, uh, playing whistle to whistle this week. All right, closing comments, guys, as we head into Friday night. Uh, I know the team's fired up, ready to roll. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, how many points will it take for the offense? I mean, you know, you, you had 21 the other night. That's not bad. No, we strive to at least hit 30, but just one point more than them would be good for me. Yeah, I'll take that, yeah. too. And, uh, John, uh, defensively, what do we have to do? Uh, you know, we gave up way too many points, obviously, defensively the other night. Well, yeah, we've got to, number one, we're going to have to wrap up. Our, their running back is, is, is a physical runner. Uh, he's got good speed. And so we're going to have to, we're going to, have to be physical, wrap up, bring our hands. Uh, and then we're going to have to create pressure. We're going to create pressure on Allison and, and get him uncomfortable and to force some, you know, inerrant throws and, and then capitalize on some plays in the secondary. All right, good luck Friday night. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, Coach John and James Booth, our head coach and offensive coordinator. I want to thank everyone involved in tonight's show. We've had a great time here on Hurricane Hotline, our first edition of the 2015 season. Again, our players in the game, Reggie Carter, Jacob Maine for Gene Brown. This is Dave Bristow. Until Friday night, so long, everyone. Target Graphics takes a minute to honor the men and women of our armed forces. Their commitment to duty, love of our country, and courage makes us all proud. We wish them all success in the mission and a safe return home. This message courtesy of Target Graphics in Sarasota. Where service is more than a word, it's the most important part of their business. Trust their years of experience for all of your printing needs. Call Target Graphics at 941-365-8809. That's 941-365-8809. Captain Matt Bruce for Veterinaire. Kevin Hanalt's family has a deep history of military service, going back to the time when the cavalry had horses. After your veterinaire representative has completed their job, they may ask you to donate a small amount to a needy veteran who cannot afford to have his or her air conditioner serviced. It's just one small way you and Veterinaire can serve the worthy veterans in our community. Veterinaire will tune up your unit, saving you thousands. Veterinaire service with integrity, respect, and honor. Call 941-315-8983 or Google Veterinaire today. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's 
Dirty Secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.